Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Just how far does Suella Braverman intend to descend into the moral abyss? And more importantly, how far does she intend to take the rest of us? Braverman is playing with fire, and she knows it. It is clear that this extremely and increasingly unpleasant demagogue is determined to seize the Conservative crown. She knows the Tories are heading for a devastating defeat. And or she's trying to ingratiate herself with the Donald Trump camp. Perhaps she has an eye on the right-wing circuit, lecture circuit in the United States, where much dosh is to be made. But in any case, she wants to reshape the Conservatives in a direction which can only be described accurately as far-right. That is not an exaggeration. I used to go, oh, it gets bandied around. Oh, we don't mean, oh, far-right doesn't mean anything anymore. If you listen to the rhetoric of outright European far-right movements and parties, she is deploying, deploying the exact same rhetoric, as well as that of Donald Trump and his supporters. Now, I'm sorry to inflict this on you, but you are going to have to listen to Suella Braverman, and we're going to take on what she said. Our Home Secretary is in the US on a tour and has done a profoundly and gratuitously inflammatory speech. Brace yourselves. It's an existential challenge for the political and cultural institutions of the West. Just as it's a basic rule of history that nations which cannot defend their borders will not long survive, it is a basic rule of politics that political systems which cannot control their borders will not maintain the consent of the people and thus not long endure. You do not have to be a clairvoyant to see how might this all unfold. Now, let's be clear here. This is a sort of rhetoric that you'd expect a few years ago to be left in the comments section of some far-right website. This is great replacement theory type poison. The idea that Western civilization will collapse at the hands of foreign hordes and that the so-called indigenous population will be supplanted and replaced. It is intended to stoke the worst prejudices and fears that migrants and refugees are akin to an invading army, the barbarians at the gates who are going to tear our societies down. We've heard these sorts of chilling and unhinged predictions before. Back in 1968, the Conservative shadow cabinet minister Enoch Powell delivered his notorious Rivers of Blood speech in which he endorsed the idea of a constituent who declared that in this country in 15 or 20 years time, the black man will have the whip hand over the white man. He argued that most migrants didn't want to integrate and he predicted a race war, that the streets of Britain would be foaming with much blood, like the River Tiber. It did not happen. And the then Conservative leader, Edward Heath, had the decency to sack him. Rishi Sunak has no such decency. Now, the truth is that the growing global instability has indeed forced huge numbers of people, human beings, very important to emphasise, human beings, from their homes, but when Braverman talks about 780 million refugees potentially being eligible and coming to our shores, she's simply stoking up deranged, baseless 
hate. This is not how people driven from their homes behave or people who suffer persecution and discrimination. Now, globally, there's around 108 million people displaced from their homes. That is a huge increase on previous years. Of those, a considerable majority, 62.5 million, are internally displaced. That is, they stay in their own borders because the vast majority of people don't want to leave their homes, where they're settled, where they have family, where they speak the language, where they have roots, and so on and so forth. If you were in a country like Britain, if Britain was suddenly subjected to massive violent instability, you would want to return to your home as soon as possible. Now, a much smaller number, 35.3 million of that 108 million, are refugees and 5.5 million are asylum seekers. Of the minority who flee their country's borders, 70% are in neighbouring countries, which tend to be poor countries with less resources. Before the Ukraine war, less than 10% of the world's refugees were here in Europe. Obviously, that's been inflated by a massive war in Europe. We have, therefore, lots of our own European refugees, now millions of European refugees, and that's doubled it to around 20%. But that still means that the vast majority of refugees globally themselves, only a fraction of displaced people around the world, remember, but of the vast majority of those refugees, they are not in Europe. 80% are in other continents. Of those who come to Europe, only a very small proportion come to the UK, and they are disproportionately those who speak English, e.g. because they're from former colonies and or have relatives links here. The likes of France or Spain or Germany take in considerably more than we do. We have fewer asylum seekers actually coming here than the start of the century, but more coming by small boats because the government have shut down those safe and legal routes. The biggest group now coming by boat are Afghans. Anyone remember anything happening in Afghanistan in the 21st century? I mean, I know we just erase recent memories and just start the clock basically from last week. Anyone remember? There was this conflict that happened, which the British Army were directly involved in for 20 years, not even talking about Western support for the Mujahideen in the 1980s when the Soviets invaded. A very long, long and sordid history of Western involvement in Afghanistan. It actually goes back a lot longer than that. Now, a fundamental point here, that the role of the West, is the role of the West in destabilising or helping to destabilise entire nations, our armed forces were engaged in conflict in Afghanistan, and I don't want to just, I don't want to set everyone off, but that did include Western troops committing atrocities. That's just what happened. That's a fact. So they destabilised, helped to destabilise entire nations, then they refused to take responsibility for their actions, which in includes our fellow human beings forced to flee their homes. Now, people go, oh, why don't they stay in the first country they go to? Well, that would mean only Greece and Italy then, wouldn't it, taking in refugees? That'd be convenient, wouldn't it? If, if it's just them, no one else just Greece and Italy, because they're the first countries they arrive in, um, except the exceptions that Britain has made for Ukraine and Hong Kong. Now, they already take more than us per capita, and they're poorer than us. The fact is, our country as well, and this is a really important point, because she's presenting this as, this is a threat to our culture, our culture's under threat. British culture is partly built by refugees. The Huguenots, who fled the French wars of religion, the Jews, who fled the pogroms of Eastern Europe, the Irish, who fled the famine, a famine the British state bears key responsibility for, which in the 19th century led to half the Irish population either fleeing or starving to death, or the Ugandan Asians. We could go on. Now, let's just listen to a bit more of it. I apologise for this, but this is a really important point. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uncontrolled immigration, inadequate integration, and a misguided dogma of multiculturalism have proven a toxic combination for Europe over the last few decades. I'm not the first to point this out. In 2010, Angela Merkel gave a speech in which she acknowledged that multiculturalism had utterly failed. And then French President Nicolas Sarkozy and British Prime Minister David Cameron echoed similar sentiments shortly thereafter. Multiculturalism makes no demands of the incomer to integrate. It has failed because it allowed people to come to our society and live parallel lives in it. They could be in the society, but not of the society. And in extreme cases, they could pursue lives aimed at undermining the stability and threatening the security of our society. We are living with the consequence of that failure today. You can see it play out in the streets all over Europe, from Malmo to Paris, Brussels to Leicester. It is 13 years since Merkel gave her speech, and I'm not sure that very much has changed since. Ah, she's going for multiculturalism. Okay, let's just talk about multiculturalism. All multiculturalism means is that you can have more than one identity at the same time. This is actually fundamental, by the way, for the United Kingdom to continue to exist. It means you could be, e.g. British, as well as Scottish, English, or Welsh. It also means you can be Jewish and English and British, or Muslim and Scottish and British. Multiple identities at the same time. It means you don't have to surrender all you are for some homogenous idea of being British, whatever the hell that would even be in the first place. And that's important because there's no agreed consensus on what, for example, British values are. My values are completely different to those of Suella Braverman. I don't agree with what being British is compared to her. We're not on the same planet. We live in a different universe, morally speaking as this whole video, I think, underlines. I looked at things like the National Health Service, the welfare state, the struggles of women, workers, LGBTQ people, and minorities for their rights. I think she's more besotted with, I don't know, the empire. I don't have a truck, any truck with that. I, I, I hate the British Empire. I think the British Empire is one of the great atrocities in human history. We're not going to agree on what being British is, and no consensus will ever be built on what it means. This speech, by the way, just underlines how unbelievably ignorant she is. She talks about France in her speech. I don't want to sound overly personal here. Actually, sod it, I will. Is she thick? Is she just stupid? France. France is an example of a society which explicitly rejects multiculturalism. If you want to know 
what an anti-multicultural European society looks like, look no further than France. They really are supposed to have just one identity, being French. They erase other distinctions and wage war, for example, on Muslim women wearing burkinis on beaches. That is actually illegal. How's that panned out in France, their little anti-multicultural experiment, where they leave minorities cramped in impoverished banlieue, subjected to routine police violence, and over and over again, they erupt into riots. Do you look at that and think, wow, that's a great success. Let's go and emulate that. Is that the future she wants? Really? It gets worse and worse. She's now declared anti-gay discrimination isn't a qualification for asylum and basically suggested that just being gay is something that people are doing just to make that, that automatically make them eligible for sanctuary, essentially implying we'll be flooded with gay refugees. Now, bear in mind the government have just abandoned, by the way, um, their plan to ban conversion therapy. Now, this shows a broader point. We warned you. We warned you about the anti-trans backlash. We warned you it wouldn't stop with trans people, that they would expand the net across the LGBTQ rainbow. That's why now they're scrapping the conversion therapy ban, and that's why now they're trying to tap into fears that somehow will be flooded with gay refugees. Now, in 2021, 1% of asylum applications were gay. Bear in mind, 64 countries on Earth have laws criminalising homosexuality, up to and including the death penalty. Countries which have often huge hostility to gay people, some, it must be said, because of laws and attitudes imposed by the British Empire. Colonial era laws. Now, I've interviewed many LGBTQ refugees and the horrors they've gone through, being attacked by fellow citizens, threatened with death, beaten by the police, arrested, incarcerated and tortured. I want us to take in more of those refugees. And I find it nauseating that during Pride Month you get, for example... Uh, the Home Office flying the Pride flag while supporting LGBTQ refugees. Let's just be clear. This is all an attempt, a distraction. A distraction from the fact that Conservatives have ruined the country. They wrecked the country. They've left public services like the NHS on their knees. Our infrastructure is falling to pieces. It is now the infrastructure in much of the country you'd expect in a poor country. We've had the longest squeeze in living standards now since the Napoleonic era. We have a massive housing crisis. We have increasing numbers of young people children condemned to poverty with all the lifelong consequences that has for them and our society. This country doesn't work anymore. It is no longer a country which looks or operates like you'd expect a wealthy country to, 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 to function. It is essentially now a poor country compared to European standards with a few rich bits in it. That's the reality and that is not because of migrants and refugees. This country is falling to pieces because of a Conservative government that wrecked it with their policies of slash and burn cuts and failing to invest in the future. They're the ones who we should be fearful of when it comes to our culture. They've underfunded. They hate British culture. I mean, if you look at the arts and all the rest of it, they just think it's a den of leftiness. The real threat to our culture and our values and our heritage and, and our infrastructure and our public services is not from abroad. It's at home. It's the people who run the country and they want us to not be angry with them. They want us to be angry with desperate people instead. Now, Swala Braverman is clearly on the rampage and she's clearly determined to position herself to take over the Conservative Party and refashion them into an outright far-right party. It should be, it's scary and we should be worried and we should call it out for what it is. Anyway. I want to hear your thoughts. Please like and subscribe. Do support us on patreon.com forward slash ownjs84. Listen to us on the podcast. I'll see you in a bit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.